If you're thinking it's been a while since you've listened to the Sportsbet AFL podcast, you'd be spot on. We had an absolute mare last week. We were finally graced with a Richmond superstar in studio. We recorded an unbelievable podcast, and at the end of it all, Brownie forgot to hit record. Thankfully, though, we have moved to much bigger and better studios. The show will go on. The boys are armed to the teeth with stories. We look at round 10 betting action, and given that last week's episode didn't go to air, we're going to ask Richo if he'll give his feedback. That and much, much more on Sportsbet AFL Podcast. Welcome finally to the Sportsbet AFL podcast brought to you by our 24-up promo. If your side gets up by 24 points at any time, we pay you out then and there. Now, the tech issues are behind us. What happened? Let's get to the point because what happened, Hummer? Because last week we had the great Matthew Richardson, uh, Batman part of my Robin, and he did a great job on the podcast. Mm -hmm. And you've come up to me an hour later to say that... (laughs) Actually, we didn't record it. Is there any way you can get Richo back? And I said, not a hope in Halley's coming back. Well, because I thought you were hitting the record button. It's not it, my job. You well, know that. Well, it's not, it wasn't my job either. Well, someone along the line, Richo. I'm the talent, <laughs> mate. Okay, I don't hit buttons. Somewhere the record button wasn't hit, and so all that good work will just never, ever see the light of day. It was some good stuff in there too. I thought I performed uh, pretty well, Nathan. But to be honest with you boys, Hummer, Nathan, I don't really care. <laughs> Because the invoice still went in. Hey, the invoice came in before the show. <laughs> I am very, very efficient with my invoicing, Nathan. And the invoice went in, and I'm expecting that money to hit my account today. You know what the great thing is about this? Yep. We can roll out the same jokes that we've done last week, because they were bloody funny. Yeah, there, there was, was a, a lot of ones. jokes that were funny. And talking about how organised he is, he did send me the invoice before the show, and uh, he is the most organised person I've ever met. You watch him play football, he doesn't look that organised. He can miss a goal from 10 metres out. He can abuse an umpire like he did when he pushed uh, what was his name, Big Mel Michael in the back and he kicked a great goal. He can lose it, spit coming out of his mouth but when it comes to organisation, went around to his house one day and I'd split my pants down at the uh, Reva and I needed some pants, came back to Matthew's house. Every t-shirt in his wardrobe is folded to earth an inch of its life. It's colour coded so that goes from whites to yellows. He's got this nice little yellow lemon number with Bahamas on it and then it goes to blues and greens and reds and he is an organised freak. Like that, a gradient. That's true but things have changed since uh, my little daughter come along. I haven't got mm. time to do that now but uh, yeah, that's true Nathan. You're actually telling the truth for once. Mm. Hey, <laughs> one joke we can't retell because it only happened last week was Richo met a uh, a, a, a Richmond fan in our office, Flick. She's a, and she absolute. She's a Richmond nuffy. Mm. Now she was very excited to see to see Richo and Richo. You shook her hand and and what happened? I wasn't there, Brandy, but you saw what happened. Well. He bumped into her and went to shake her hand. It was all a bit awkward because the big fella can get awkward at times. But unfortunately, she had a hot cup of coffee in her hand. She was that excited about meeting her hero who had number 12 on her back as a young girl. Uh, and Richo's knocked the coffee all over her hand, third degree burns, had to go to hospital and oh, get that sorted that's out. That's not true. No, that's not true. That's, that, that is a lie. But I must admit, Nathan, driving home from the city, yeah. uh, I was on my mind the, all the way home. <laughs> I just hope it wasn't that hot. So she sits directly opposite me yep. at my computer, and I said, Flick, I had to go meet the big fella. And she goes, geez, my hand's hurting a bit. But she goes, what? happened 
when I was a young girl in primary school, I wrote Matthew a letter. And I wrote him a letter to say that he was my hero and I loved him. And um, But I also liked another guy called, I can't remember his name, he was maybe blonde-haired guy, and I was going through a few of the players, and it turned out to be Nathan Bauer. Yeah, good man. Number boom, 22. Boom. So, very boom, good boom, man. Bauer. So, what she thought was Nathan Bauer didn't have a lot of supporters or a lot of uh, fans that loved him. So, she sent a letter to you. And she also sent a letter to Nathan Bauer. Now, Nathan Bauer sent her a letter back because obviously Bowser didn't get a lot of letters yeah. in his day, but it was a handwritten oh, A4 lovely. page. You want that. The whole deal. And it was uh, it was heartfelt and it was, you know, I'm glad that you love me. The Tigers are going in the right direction. What she got back from Richo was a photocopy. <laughs> Best wishes, Matthew Richardson. <laughs> That's disappointing. You'd actually written the uh, the signature in. The signature was in pen, but everything else was a, uh, was a photocopy. Well, you know what? At least I sent something about it. Yeah. Did you do a lot of that as back in the, in the day? Like how, how did that come about? Would, would you actually doing them or would someone just say, can you sign these 40 letters and then we'll send them out? Or well, would you personally send Early them? days when you didn't get many letters, maybe in your first year, but as you got into your career and a few more letters were coming in, yep. you got a little bit of help from the footy club. Oh, yeah. You know what? Uh, a very young Robert Murphy did work experience at the Tigers and uh, walked into the video room, he was watching highlights, and then Richo came in to watch his highlights tape from the weekend, and he goes, can I just have a look at that, champ? <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, it took me a while to get through the tape. <laughs> <laughs> the day. Who'd you play on that day? Oh, that might have been Kepler Bradley. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what, it was a big week for Brownie as well, Richo, because you won a, you won an award. Did he? He won an award oh, at Little Sports Week. Got a little, got Customer a obsession. <laughs> I, and I won a $100 voucher from the... I thought it must have been a slow week at the business, but I did win an award. And it was a good week for me on the back of uh, Mike's uh, open mic, which was the highest rating open mic of all time, so it was a, it was a, it was a great week for for Brown personally. I think we've discussed that you just can't flippantly talk about that it was the most the highest gross because it has been proven that it wasn't. I did look it up; it wasn't the lowest. It actually was in the top half, but it is definitely oh, not the highest. Oh, thanks, for, thanks for the pickup. Hummer he couldn't have pumped himself up oh. anymore. Did I hear you say, Nathan? Yes, in, the, in uh, open mic with Mike Sheen, yep. that between uh, round one and nine. In that year of 2005, yep. you were the most influential player in the game. Now, I don't think that's for you to say. That's for Correct. other people to say whether mm, you were. But it was open mic about me and <laughs> nine can't. games, 34 goals, uh, coming second in the Coleman. And as you pointed out last week, about fifth in the Brownlow yes. at that point. It was, I said, I wasn't the best player in the game. I said at that point, I was having the most influence in the game. And, uh, you did oh, say that no. you you were leading the Brownlow medal at that stage. Correct. Well, now there you were never yes. get you, you don't get that. Don't worry about facts and numbers. It, sometimes you just got to roll with what you. There got. were about five people in yeah. front of you, including yeah. uh, including the great uh, Luke Power from uh, Brisbane. <laughs> yes. Uh, including. But when Peter you did Spider these Everett. numbers, you yeah. were missing the last week where I'd actually kick five on Jimmy Clement in a quarter. So Nick. you can add another three votes onto that, which probably took me into second spot. Nick Del Santo was in front of mm. you as well. Oh, he still had his big chin back then too. So there were a lot well, of... Yeah, he had a, he's had a chin up. job, yeah. I didn't know a chin job was a thing. <laughs> it is in the Del Santo They get the old sandpaper out and just shave it down. No, I'm not sure what they do there. Uh, so you were you were good that year. I will give him a pump yep. up. He was very good, but he wasn't first in the Brownlow at, no. the, at uh, the stage he broke his leg. He was actually about fifth. And you can't be calling yourself. You said it perfectly. You cannot be calling yourself the most influential. You know when player. I did break my leg though, I was lying on the ground in horrendous pain, and Matthew standing there didn't know what to say. Wayne Campbell comes over and he goes, "You okay, mate?" <laughs> Oh, come on, Walker. As your leg was at right angles. <laughs> <laughs> I don't reckon I am.
And the bone was through the sock. All right, let's get into oh, it. Let's get right. into it. Collingwood versus Western Bulldogs is going to kick off the round. Before we do get into the round, we must say, both of us, yep. and uh, I mean, we, don't, we didn't have it recorded, but we both tipped Brisbane last week, you me did. and Richo, and we both went against our former side in Richmond, and we mm. went for West Coast. So they were two big wins for us last and week. And your punters club as well. Do you, do you want to touch on that very quickly? Because yep. that is up and about. We took the unders, total under points, Adelaide uh, Western Bulldogs last week. We Money thought the rain right? was going to come, and when it started raining, looked at the uh, the the bomb app, and there was a lot of Ooh. rain coming. So we took that and it, it smashed it in by 100 points, and we also had $500 dollars on West Coast to beat Richmond. Very good. So the boys are on fire. Listen carefully. Collingwood, Western Bulldogs will kick off round 10. We've got Collingwood at $1.44, the Western Bulldogs at $2.80. This one at Etihad. Brownie, where are you going on this one? The dogs are very good at Etihad, but it was wet. And when you play, Matt, um, it does take it out of your legs. And I thought uh, that wet weather will take it out of the dogs' legs a little bit. Etihad Stadium. I think the Pies are just playing too good at the moment. Yeah. They played there last week. The goey kick six. They look sharp. They beat the Saints comfortably. Yeah, they've got a good uh, brand of footy they're playing at the moment, Collingwood. Degoey's the man. They're playing mm. him deep forward. I'm loving the fact Buckley's holding him back. Even when the play is down in uh, the Western Bulldogs forward line, you will look down. Degoey will be one out inside 50. He's a natural forward, and I just think they're in a lot better form than the dogs. The dogs can't score, so I would be getting on the pies in this one. Get on McRae for the most disposals, though. He's yeah. on fire oh. at the moment. Hey, we've got a megabit as well on that, don't we? Uh, for yeah. Jax McRae to have 40 touches and kick a goal. $12. That's not a bad price, That's actually. a great yeah. price. If you want to make bucks. some money, wait till they play uh, North Melbourne, mm. the Bulldogs, yep. and then later on in the week, I think you can bet on the over-under lines for Jack McRae's disposal. So they'll put yep. him in what they think week to week. So it might be 35. He doesn't get that when they play against uh, North Melbourne with Ben Jacobs. Richmond versus St Kilda. Your old boys very, very short. A dollar seven. You can't. I don't. Unless you're going to look at Richmond at the line here. St Kilda. Just write your own ticket. Eight dollars fifty. Even going near this. I'll look at the line here. Forty-four and a half. I think Richmond um, coming back. They'll. They'll, they'll be a bit stunned. Six day break. Be a bit stunned. No, yeah. they're very good at the MCG though. Like having lost there for an eternity. Forty-four and a half points. I think they cover that line, and particularly late. They're the best last quarter side. Yep. Um, not so last week. They did kick the last three goals last week. But uh, Dustin Martin has had a little bit of a slow month. I, I expect him to get back into some good form. He's $2.70 to get 30 or more disposals. So if you took the line into Dustin Martin as the same game multi, you're getting four seventy five. Have you had a look at the bomb? Are we clear? Are we gonna it's going to be perfect weather in Ooh, Melbourne on the weekend. Yeah, and no, Richmond win this one. They're not going to lose two in a row. They don't lose at the MCG. Jack Revolt. He has an outstanding uh, record against St Kilda. He's kicked 48 mm. goals against oh. them over his career. I think uh, Jack will be looking forward to this game. So, yeah, the Tigers pretty easily in this one. Now, Brownie, one of the favourite things in this podcast is when you get fired up, you get a bit hot out of the collar and you just let leash yep. on someone or something or a group of people, it may be. Who are you going after this week? So this is written by me, for me, nobody else. So uh, I was watching... Uh, I'm representing myself here. Uh, I was watching the other Today Show the other morning, and then on the Herald Sun website, the fact that they are going to ban children's books, um, and it's dear oh. to my heart because I do have two young girls that go to school, another boy is going to go to school. They're going to ban Thomas the Tank Engine, Winnie the Pooh, Bob the Builder, and Cinderella books from schools in primary schools, which that, I ca- I can't fathom. You must be making that up. I am not making what, it up. Why? What's the th- to what's avoid gender stereotypes oh and be inclusive? Now, news flash to everybody out there. Boys are boys, 
and girls are girls. And I want my kids to go to a school where my girls right now, they dance to Taylor Swift because they're girls. They want to be, my little girl says she wants to be a police girl, not a policeman or a policeman. Yep. Uh a police girl. And I want my kid, who, who's Jude, he's three, he kicks a footy, he hangs out in the backyard, he plays with trucks, he plays with snakes, he likes to catch frogs. There's nothing wrong with that. I reckon it's just... It's gone I overboard. really get passionate about things, and I think it's yep. a dangerous precedent to set. So this might be my crusade. This might Ooh. be my crusade. Every time this comes up, I'm going to be there to knock it down, because yep. I think it's absolutely outrageous. Have you put a little Instagram post up? Venting not yet. yet. Not Can yet. I- Will there be one? Can I throw something on top of this as well, which uh, stunned me last week, having a little toddler myself, an eight-month-old? You have to ask your children or your oh, baby whether <laughs> you can change their nappy. It's now, do extraordinary. You think, do you think Zoe, <laughs> looking up at me when uh, I've got to change a nappy, do you think she even knows what I'm doing? Yeah. No. it's just, That is the most stupid thing I've that ever heard. It's nearly as stupid as banning winning the, Winnie the Pooh and Thomas the Tank Engine. So, I mean, what are, what are books going to be if they're kind of genders? Well, they don't, they don't want to have any books to be referred to as a boy or a girl, and they're starting to instruct teachers to not refer to them as boys or girls Students. because it but excludes... They are boys and girls. Exactly, Matthew. I don't know. I tell you what, it's, not, it's nothing to do getting... with football, but I thought I'd uh, just right. bring a little bit of politics I'm, I'm into with it. You. I'm with you, Brownie. I, I, it's just, I wasn't going to live off the grid, go away and just form it's my, my own crusade. Little, yep, it's good. Hey, but how does he catch frogs? Well, you got frogs in your backyard. Uh, no, we take them out to the Dandenongs, and uh, there's right. obviously streams and stuff out there. So Has he ever he caught just one? Never. Never. What, Russell Coit now, eh? <laughs> you wouldn't know where a bloody... You would not know who, the first thing about a frog or where to find a frog or how to catch a I frog. I just told you, out in the Dandenongs. You've never caught, have you ever seen a frog? Yes, out in the Dandenongs. Oh, They're green. <laughs> this is not the same man I played football with. Uh, Richie was saying that while watching your podcast. Apparently, you, you knew nothing about racing before joining at Sportsbet. Uh, I didn't know a lot about it, but uh, it's easy to pick it up. Now you don't stop. Hey, <laughs> Brisbane, you boys jumped all over the Brisbane. I was staunchly on the Hawks. I thought the dollar forty four was money for old rope, but you said no, nah, Brisbane. That is, this is your value better than the round. They're three dollars seventy three. It's going to be much tougher up against the Swans. Do you give them any chance? It is, and I do give them a chance because uh, they play really good footy up there at the, at the Gabba. They're three seventy three. Um, if you wanted to have a look at the line, they get a twenty two and a half point head start. Sydney aren't going unbelievably well. So, I, look, I'm not going to back it, but I think there's an opportunity for Brisbane to play well again. And it is high scoring at the moment. Uh, every game Brisbane have played recently has been around 200 points. The over and under line is 178, so you might like to play there. They played well. I was up there on Sunday, and their ball movement was outstanding from half-back. Hawthorne let them move it way too easily, though, mm. after half-time. The Swans won't do that. Uh, gee, I can't see Brisbane winning two in a row. I know it's at the Gabba. And uh, they play better up there, but I, I don't think they'll win two in a row. I think the Swans will win this one. I guess the reason why we both went after Brisbane last week was because they were building up to something. They yep. played some really good footy without winning. And then finally, they were back on their home ground against a side that made six changes. I didn't understand why Hawthorne made mm. so many changes. So six changes to a side is big. And I just thought with the extra heat up there at that time of year, it all just processed me for a Brisbane, either a Brisbane win or a Brisbane win at the line. The line was 26. Six and a half. So um, I thought that's why we got to that conclusion that they'd win that game. At one and eight, and their one being against who was many con- considering a top four contender, they have to be the best one and eight side that you, you Yeah, ever, and I think we seen. said that last mm. week. I mean, they hadn't won a game when we did the podcast last week, but it was all stacking up. They had to win one eventually, but can they back it up? Young team, two in a row. I'm not so sure. So yeah, the Swans. Gary Ablett returns to the Cattery. Could be a dangerous game for the Blues, mm. couldn't it? 
Uh, last oh, yeah. week's was pretty ordinary. Um, I, I can't play in this game just because they're too short. They're a dollar five. The line's forty nine. I'd imagine Geelong would be able to cover that. It's probably going to be a ten goal plus victory. There mm. would have been some pretty heavy feedback going the Cats' way after that game. Chris Scott would have been furious with that performance against Essendon yep. last week. They just don't lose down there at Geelong. Uh, there's no way known they're going to lose this one to Carlton. Carlton got pumped as well by 100 points. We know that, but you cannot bet against Geelong down at Geelong. Well, no. To show you, Geelong aren't going that well in their midfield. Patrick Dangerfield's two dollars twenty to have 30 disposal. If that was last year or the year before, it'd be a dollar ten. Gary Ablett's a dollar thirty-six. He racks them up. Joel Selwood two seventy to have 30 or more disposals. Ablett's had a bit of negative feedback this week, oh, hasn't he? Yeah, he's a pr- it. He's a proud man and one of the greatest players of all time. Mm, so, yep. oh, he's uh, he's. Brewing up for he a did big play one. like a man who didn't want to get hurt though last week. That's no, a fair call. He's he's had his injuries and maybe a little bit careful, but I think he'll be pretty primed to have a big one, Ablett. What so does he does Ablett ever get to forty touches? He he eclipses thirty a lot, but do you ever he see used Ablett to. with forty? He used to. They didn't go near him last week. He just really? had a bad day last week, Gary Ablett, and I reckon the tackle that Zach Merritt laid on him, I reckon mm. hurt him and uh, after that he was no good. GWS Essendon now some you reckon uh, I don't know with this yeah, one yeah tough one this. yeah I'm keen on GWS particularly and we're doing this before the teams come out and my mail is that uh, Deledio and Kelly come back in so you put those Ooh. two on the wings Deledio's as good a player outside him that I played with I, I thought he was a jet at Richmond um, so him back in playing through that midfield a dollar forty three the line sixteen and a half I think they'll cover that line I think. Essendon going at the spotless. Greater Western Sydney are a five-goal better side at spotless. Yep. And I think uh, they've lost three in a row now. I reckon they'll be keen to bounce back. This is an elimination final for yeah. GWS. Mm. If they don't win this one and they're still on four and a half wins going into the second half of the season, I don't think they can make finals. So this is like an elimination final. Leon Cameron will Under build, pressure. Yeah, Leon Cameron will build it up that way. Uh, you'd think they'd get the job done at home, but I'm not. I'm not certain on it. Essendon were good last week. Can they back it up? Can they bring that pressure and intensity again? Wush is still bristling this week. Mm. He's playing the us against them card, and it, it, it fed off into his playing group last week. But I think at home you'd probably have to stick with the. Anything Giants. I'll say with Essendon, they were terrific last week. They laid 36 tackles in the first quarter. I reckon they had at least 14 players who played season best games. Can those players do back that again? I don't think so. Mm. Uh, McKernan, can he do what he did last week? He had eight shots a goal. Maybe, but I don't think he does. Can Fantasia, who's played a couple of games now, do that? Tip and Woody had his best game. Can he do that again? Bagley was a revelation at half forward. Can he do that again? I don't think so. Dollar forty three at the time recording you'll get on GWS, but you suspect that might come down if those expected ins come in for the Giants. Hawthorne, West Coast, $2.25. For Hawthorne, a dollar sixty-five for West Coast. This one at Eddie Had Stadium. I can't work out why this would be at Eddie Had Stadium. Well, Hawthorne have probably got a, a, a number of games they have to play at Eddie Had Stadium because oh. not everybody can play at the MCG twelve or thirteen times. So that would be it. West Coast were a dollar eighty at the start of the week. They beat Richmond. They came into a dollar sixty-five. I think they touched a dollar sixty. They play the uh, they play Eddie Had well. West Coast, but when they come, they don't play the MCG well. But when they come to Melbourne, mm. they go all right. So I think West Coast. Um, hats off to Adam Simpson the way he's got that side play. They were gone Go going on. into this season, uh, and, and they, they were talking about Adam straight. Simpson. Is he the right man for the job? Uh, Buddy kicks eight goals in the, in the round one, and there he yep. goes. Yeah, West Coast aren't that good. They've lost at home, but I think they'll beat the Hawks again. They are a big, powerful team. Mm. They're the best marking team in the 
comp. They kicked the ball as well as anyone. That's what got Richmond last week, their ability to kick through Richmond's pressure. They didn't flick handballs around, and they've got the most informed uh, forward in the competition, Jack Darling. Oh, how good is he? He is on fire. He's just turned 25. He's a big boy. He's taken contested marks. Kennedy's down there as well. Uh, Lacroix kicking goals, defying his age. I just think they're going to have too much firepower for Hawks. And how often do Hawthorne lose three in a row? Not very mm. often, but I think it is a big chance to happen this week. Well, so on, they're on a the sixty-five Hummer yep. head to head, or for West Coast to win by more than a goal, which is six points at the line. Mm. They're a dollar ninety-two. So take that. yeah, I reckon you take West Coast at the line. Jack Redden four dollars for thirty or more disposals. Yep, he's had it two of the last four weeks. He kicked two goals last week and had twenty-three. I had him for thirty disposals last week. I think you'll get it again this week. How good's Elliot Yo going? Oh, they've got it. I mean, that's they've won nine. They're going for nine straight. Mm. And they've they've, they've so many of that that caliber of player like your Yo's are just playing the best footy they've they've, they've ever played in their career. What about the Hawks? Are they? It's a strange one. No one really gave much of a sniff at the start of the year, and all of a sudden they won some games. They're in the top four, and we're, we're talking as realistic top four chances. Do you now say kaput? They're gone. No, struggle. I don't think they're gone. I think they should play finals with how good of a list they've got and how they're going at the moment. But I think they'll finish in the bottom end of the eight and maybe have an away home fi- away final first up. It'll be hard for them to go further than the first week, but I think they'll definitely play finals. Well, what happened last week? How do you go from being a top four side two weeks ago? Losing to Sydney by a kick in a game they probably should have won, and then getting absolutely pants by the bottom side. How does how well, does I that think, happen? I think Nathan said it before. Six changes yeah. is a lot. And mm. I he wasn't think, listening, Matthew. Yeah, well he didn't. Well, I did tell him that before, and he's well, asked the question. Should we? Well, double, there's got to be more than that. Should we double check his press record because I'm just a little. <laughs> I hope you've recorded. I'm just a little bit concerned. I'm not in charge of recording. Like there's literally no button I can press here to be in charge of that. So no. if this stuff's up, it's not on my. So to answer your question, six changes is yep. a lot. Uh, they didn't have any sort of continuity. They they didn't link up well together. And uh, I think those changes meant a lot. And it was warm up there in Brisbane. Mm. I was up mm. there. The second half, they fell away. I don't know. Did the heat get to them? But uh, they just did, had, didn't have a good day. They need their big uh, stars playing well. They need Ruffy kicking goals. Yeah. And, you know, they'll bounce back. But uh, I don't think they can beat the Eagles. They yeah. lock down Isaac Smith and they lose a lot of run, mm. Hawthorne, because he's the one player, now that Bradley Hill's gone, who can really run. Billy Hartung's not in there that they can really run. If you lock Isaac Smith down, they, they lack penetration. Now we enjoy. We're all. I mean, we've always had Robin, but we've now got Batman and Robin in the one studio. Probably is this for the first time you've ever done a. Po- I mean, obviously from last week, the first time Batman and Robin have been in a podcast studio together. Yes. Have you got a good story for us back from the olden days? I do. There's a lot of stories I could tell. Uh, well, well, them. Which be, be careful here. Well, there's the one where we walk from um, the railway hotel to um, the old Albion, which, what was it called back then? Motel. The, the Motel. motel. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'd had a few beers. We'd been at a, uh, a, a football club. function. A, a club, club function. social night. A club function. And we were pretty good. Go- as no, I said yet. in open mic, we are going pretty well at this stage. Well, we'd both kick 30 goals. <clears throat> Excuse me. We'd both kick 30 goals. You were leading the Coleman. We were second on the ladder. We were Ooh. second on the ladder. I uh, I was only two goals behind Nathan. I had thirty two. I think you had thirty four. Yeah. There's a small walk from the Albion yep. uh, where, uh, to the Albion. Probably five hundred we metre walk. Yeah. And when you've had a few, it's probably you know it's a it's a good ten minute walk. So we had enough time to tell all our teammates I think the, the fact that we had pretty big shoulders at this point. I think yeah. we told the boys that Melbourne had been. Renamed Gotham City. <laughs> now thinking about renaming Punt Road Oval <laughs> to Batman Oval. Anyway, uh, 
halfway down to the motel, we're telling the boys how good we are. He was going to win the Brownlow. I was going to win the Coleman. They're telling us we're kidding ourselves. And uh, the premiership. And the premiership. Yeah, showing up. Yeah. So what round was this? this round nine. This was uh, seven days before Nathan broke his leg. <laughs> oh. Now, I think you could say that maybe the footy gods... The karma bus might have hit me. I don't know why I didn't hit Matthew. Maybe he's a better person or a better soul. But <laughs> well, we know maybe, he's a better person. Yeah, maybe he just he said, no, I'm going to make an example of this I young think man. He's just getting far too ahead of himself. The footy gods looked down at us. They said, boys, we're going to cut you down a peg. So oh. that was the end of our season. Once Nathan broke his leg, we only won three more games. I struggled after that to get a kick without Nathan yeah. out there. And yeah, One that, of our good mates, Kane Pettiford, definitely struggled because he was playing my second fiddle. And he started to get all the good defenders. But it reminds me of a story. We lived together. Uh, we holidayed together when we finished our careers. So we spent Ooh. about six weeks in New York. Yep. And Matthew had gone over there for Christmas on his own. And then I was going to meet him after Christmas. Um, and for some reason, he'd allowed Kane Pettiford to stay at his house. And he said, now, Pets, whatever you do, this is my house. Yep. You can stay here while I'm gone. I don't want you to have any parties. I repeat, I do not want anybody else other than you and your girlfriend to be in my house. Why, where was Kane's? Does he have a house? Why, you shouldn't be house-sitting if you're an AFL. No, he was doing you? some renovations. Oh, okay. Mm. I also told him not to drive my car, to leave it in the driveway. Yep. Was it so, a nice car? To, yeah, it was a nice car. Mercedes-Benz. Yeah, it was. Ooh. So we are at uh, the Reva Christmas party, yep. and it was big. It was massive. We're having a really good time. Having a really good time. We got to about three in the morning, Ooh, and yep, I was, uh, and Pets goes, "Everybody back to my place." And I'm going, my place, back to your place. Well, you're staying at Matthews, and uh, I was trying to talk him out of it at this stage, Matthew. Oh, and I said, "Look, look, Pets, mate, you're staying at which? I don't think you can invite these uh, uh, movie superstar Sullivan Stapleton, who's in LA now, doing some really good things. Yep. Uh, so he, he got invited mm. back, and I think Matthew Banks, uh, the former Essendon player, <laughs> got oh, invited wow. back. But anyway, at this point, I reckon there was about forty people <laughs> back at Matthew's <laughs> house. It's only a small house, too, huh? And uh, all around the pool, people are dancing. It was like. A, a full-on pool party. There's a spa out the back as well. Um, and we cleaned it up pretty well. Yep. Cleaned up pretty well. And I kept telling Pets, I, I think this is a mistake. But Matthew, Pets forgot something really important. Yeah, he did. He? So Nathan came to New York. We had a good time. And yep. then I got home about three weeks later. Kane was still staying at my house. I walked in. The house was spotless. I thought, how good's this? I walked down the back. There's Kane yep. on the couch. Good to see you, mate. We touched base about uh, the holiday and whatever. And I said, now, mate, just I just want to double check, just so that I don't find out later on. Did you have any parties? Did yep. you have anyone over? No, nah, mate, no, nah, sweet. I said, good, beautiful. I'm tired. I've got jet lag. He said, yeah, I'm going to bed. He went to bed. I uh, had jet lag. I woke up in the middle of the night, couldn't sleep. I went out to the lounge room to watch a bit of TV, and there was a camera sitting on the coffee oh, table. No. <laughs> this was before a lot of photos on, on iPhones, and there's a camera, a digital camera sitting there. I turned it on. And I scrolled through some photos and I uh, noticed the biggest party of all time. There's 30 people in the pool. There's people passed out on the couch. There's beer bottles everywhere. So I waited till Kane got up in the morning and he walked down. I said, good morning, mate. And he said, hey, how had you sleep? I said, no, good. He said, what's wrong? I said, mate, I just want to... Triple check here. Did you have any parties? He said, no. Why do you keep asking me? I threw in the camera. And he said, oh, yeah, we did have one. Sorry. So then I go out to get in my car, drive down the road and uh, get the newspaper. Big dent in the front uh, right-hand side, just above the wheel. I went back inside. Kane, did you drive my car? No, I didn't. I said, well, what is the dent on the front right-hand side? He said, oh, I parked it on the street once and someone ran into it. 
<laughs> so anyway, <laughs> oh, so he wasn't the old sharpest tool in the tent, old, old Caney. No, he, d- he didn't. He got uh, a bit excited when he had a few in him. <laughs> What's he doing now? What's he? He still, owns a million. Got a lot of jobs, doesn't he? he? He still uh, plays footy up at up Kyabram. Kyabram. and uh, yeah, he's Boxer. going well. He's three from three in his boxing career. He's fitter Ooh. now than what he was when he played football. Yeah, he's very fit. Yeah. He was unfit when he played football, I reckon. He hey, was. speaking of uh, boxing, you've been doing a little bit of boxing, Nathan. I have. Have you heard this, Richard? I well, think boxing a, is a very loose term to what they're doing. He goes down with JB. It's boxer size they do. Right. That's they don't spar or anything. You go down it's to little... boxer size. It's on the pads. <laughs> it's still boxer size. You're not sparring. Are you learning to punch or anything, or are you just hitting? You're just saying, punch it's, these pads for 60 seconds? It's a lot of combinations, Hummer, and pace. When you bring pace to the table and you're a boxer, you get oh. a lot of pa- I remember the, the the quickest boxer I ever faced in the ring at Richmond was Andrew Cracker. Oh, he was, he was really I, I, he could he could throw two punches. You wouldn't even see one of them. Shane Tuck was good as well. Well, Very he's boxing boxer. now, isn't he? Yeah, he did. Mm. He had a. Fight. Did you would you wear um, helmets and stuff when you'd box yeah. at footy? Yeah. Sometimes, some of them. Well, didn't, oh, I didn't ever get knocked out. Like did no, no, I no one. We were, who was it? A young kid came in and was uh, late about three times in a row. And they put Richo in one corner, Greg Stafford in one corner, Ray Long Hall, arms. and Trent Noble. So this young kid had to go and just cover up. Wasn't allowed to throw any punches. He had to go to the first corner where Greg Stafford, who was a beast. Yeah. And then he had to go to Richo and then Trent Noble. Um, I'm not was, sure that was would scary. happen anymore, would it? No, it doesn't happen no. anymore. Sort of doesn't sound <laughs> right. <laughs> <that> does it? <laughs> it happened, though. Oh, it did, yeah. Hey, Jake True. Lever plays up against his old side. A bit disappointing this one is Alice Springs. I know it is for you, Richard, because you're stuck there. Yeah, we're heading up there for uh, for 3RW on Sunday. I'm quite sort of looking forward to getting up there. I think it's going to be a great game. I think this is the, the game of the round. Uh, obviously, you've got the, uh, the Jake Lever story up against his yep. old team. Melbourne are on fire. They are mm. playing scintillating football. Best contested footy team in the comp. And they've got options up forward. Hogan's moving up the ground. Jake Melksham has become a great one-on-one player inside 50. Isn't he good? Yeah. Jake the snake. He uh, he wins as many one-on-ones inside 50 as anyone at the moment. Tom McDonald coming back in. Brownie's How added something. So they can it's allowed uh, Hogan to go yeah, up the ground. It has. And Petrarca. So they're scoring heavily. And uh, I think they can get the job done. If this was at the Adelaide Oval, I'd tip the Crows. But I'm, I'm thinking the Melbourne can beat Ooh. the Crows. The Crows have... Yeah, they were all right against the Dogs in the wet last week, but they're still lacking continuity, a lot of injuries, still some key players out. So I'm going to stick with Melbourne mm. on form here. Well, we've got those favourites, Melbourne. dollar eighty, Adelaide $2.05. They were $1.95 yesterday, the, the Demons, so they've obviously had a bit of money. Look, if this was at the MCG, Melbourne are certainly, it's at Alice Springs, but I think that's in their favour because Adelaide haven't played there and Melbourne have been there the last four, uh, three years, I think. So they know the ground and it, uh, it's a home ground advantage. If you have never been there and you haven't played Did there, they play it's, there it's, last it's year, a bit cross? foreign. Uh, no, Port Adelaide have played Port. there. Uh, mm. and oh, Gold- Darwin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Melbourne, they've played there three times. I think at $1.80, for all the reasons Richo said, their forward line setup is good. They're winning games now that they would have lost in the past, and, and they're not losing poor games. So. They've won 14 quarters in a row, Yeah, Melbourne. So haven't I, lost a quarter. I think Melbourne, uh, at $1.80, just head-to-head straight out. Hey, what's the media centre up there up at uh, in Alice Springs? Yeah, I'm not sure. It's going to be interesting, <laughs> I reckon. It's cold one. at night. It's going to be two or three overnight, so it does get cold. And when it gets cold like that, it can get dewy. Mm. So if the ball's slippery from dew, you know, when you train early in the morning, hard to handle. Have a look at the total points. I think it's at 185 at the moment, which Ooh. is high. So if the dew is around, check it's your... It's a 3-20 game, though. So yeah. late in the game, perhaps. Yeah, there's no dew around then. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, Nathan, and then rounding out. bathed in sunshine. Rounding yeah. out the uh, the round is Fremantle North Melbourne. Of course, we've only got eight games, so we're finishing up at Optus Stadium. Six, uh, sorry, four forty. Fremantle a dollar seventy eight. North Melbourne two dollars five. Do you give the Kangaroos a chance? I do give them a chance. I give them a huge chance. If it was a dry day, I tip North Melbourne every day of the week. They're two dollars and five, but there's meant to be forty mils of rain. Friday, and there's meant to be 20 and then another 10 mils, so it's going to be wet. Um, I'm, I'm going to wait to see the radar. If on Sunday I wake up and the radar is clear and there's no rain, I'll be tipping North Melbourne. If not, I'll probably stay out of the game because, as me and Matthew said, I don't trust Fremantle at the moment. Um, they've got some in-house issues, but I think if it's a dry day, North Melbourne are just about the bet for me. In saying that, I'm worried about this game as well, tipping a winner, but Frio haven't lost there to an interstate team yet. They've been good at home. They've uh, they've lost to the West Coast over there, but they haven't lost to an interstate team in uh, in Perth at Optus Stadium. So it's a tough one, this one. If it is dry, Ben Brown's in outstanding form. I'm not sure they can hold him. What about Jared Waite at 35 years yeah. of age, what he's doing? Unbelievable. I'd like to get some of what he's having, whatever you know he's what eating is. for breakfast. <laughs> don't train too hard throughout your career because I don't think Waitey's ever been the greatest trainer. But maybe that's helping yeah, his body. that's the secret. Yeah, maybe it's helping his body moving forward. I've already had two bets for our Punders Club, and yep. one pertains to next weekend as well. But I've had a multi. Pertains. I've gone Collingwood head-to-head, into GWS head-to-head, into West Coast head-to-head, Melbourne head-to-head. So I've taken a four-leg multi. That's paying, or was paying seven twenty-seven when I put yep. it on on Monday for 100 bucks. Uh, it's paying about $6 now. Mm. And I also looked at our site, and we had West Coast next week against St Kilda. The line was 33 and a half. Ooh. And I thought, that is low. Considering yep. Richmond, a 46 and a half line against St Kilda tomorrow or Saturday, yep. that West Coast, 33 in Subiaco, not at Subiaco, uh, the new stadium, 33 and a half. I've had $1,000 on West Coast for the Punners Club. 1,000 sheets of the Punners Club to win more. You. Win by, by more than 33. That might be the end of the Punners Club, mate. <laughs> they're that not, they're is be just the for springboard. The, I can tell you are, what, it's just the Justin Charles. Here we right, go. If, <laughs> that, if that does not get up, they are going to be coming with you with well, you don't torches. think West Coast at home can beat well, St Kilda by more $1, than $1,000 is a, you're supposed to only bet 10% of a Punners Club at any one time, and I'm, that's well more than 10%. Uh, yeah, it is, it is irresponsible. It is more that than is 10%. Irresponsible. But I will tell you, that line of 33 that I took, that line is now 52. Why are you talking about next week? Yeah. Because you've had the foresight, Matthew. When you're a punter, you've got to see a right. bargain when you right. can. Right. So he's well, a punter now. I'm not a punter, but uh, I just like to build things slow and yep. steddy. There's no quick dollars. There's no quick dollars in the world. No, that's spot what on. I've learned over the years. No, no. you should know that. No, I learned that so, from Clinton Casey. Is that your? Is this your property up in? Uh, Where's that property? Uh, Laguna. <laughs> Did <laughs> I you get this <laughs> Laguna property for about two hundred and twenty? I reckon it's worth fifteen. Have you still got that? <laughs> I've still got it. Did you Seriously. get one? Did you get a Laguna yeah, property? No, I had the foresight to uh, to move on from that. Uh, Me and Clinton were tired at that point. I haven't heard from him for a while, surprisingly. <laughs> you might. Uh, anyway, so I like to just yep. build it. So I'm just going to go certainties here. Cats into Tigers. Into Swans might add a little bit of value there. But uh, just if you do that week after yep. week, you just build things up slowly. It's nice and slowly. See, so that is the responsible management of a punter's dollar A five into a dollar seven into a dollar twenty eight. So what does that give you? About a dollar fifty. Well, what's wrong with yeah, that? It's nothing be- wrong. Better with than that. bank interest. Yeah, it is. The, the only same. thing is, for a dollar fifty, you have to outlay a little bit to win some. 
No, mate, but that's not what uh, this is about. I just told you it's about slowly building Slow and steady. You do that every week yep. for the whole season. Not that I would because mm. I don't bet. But if you did that every week, by the end of the year, you'd have a nice little bit of holiday money, Nathan. Mm. Yeah. So you might be impeached as the punters club leader. Hey, boys, Kokoda. Oh, yes. Now, Richo, this is for yes, your, is. your heading this one up. Yeah, no, this is something close to my heart. It's for uh, Windermere Family Services, who do a lot of work out in the outer eastern suburbs to try and eradicate uh, violence within the household and family violence. So we're doing a trek uh, to Kokoda. Uh, I'm heading it up, and I've actually got a few of the boys on board. Nathan's doing it, Tim Fleming, Kane Pettifer, Wayne Campbell, Ah. uh, and then about 20 other people. We've got a group of 25 Heading over in October, and uh, yeah, really looking forward to it, Hummer. It's going to be good. Doing the full, you're doing the whole hog? Yeah, 96 whole hog. Are you in training? Yes, I'm in training. Now, that worries me when you said Nathan's in training, but doing boxing, Nathan, <laughs> you don't walk on your hands, mate. You're going to need Didn't to Didn't you set. hear the fact that I've been out of the Dandenongs catching frogs? Yeah, I did hear that. <laughs> <laughs> and they are quite high, these cliffs and mountains out in the Dandenongs. Don't you worry. You know, I'm, I'm going okay. You know what he fitness. told me? This is the arrogance of this man, and oh, we'll, no. we might go out with this, because this just sums Nathan up. I said, Nathan, yeah, you're doing some boxing, mate, but you need to get some Ks into the legs. We're, we're walking 96 Ks. Some days we're walking straight up, and it is going to be hard work on the quads and uh, the buttocks. I said, you're going to need to get some Ks yeah, in your legs. And you know what his response was? Oh, no. Muscle memory. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you don't have calves like these for no reason, Hummer. I don't even see my calves in a while. I can't get any skinny leg jeans around these calves. But Nathan, you understand you, you definitely have to train for this thing. Otherwise, you're going to have to get midi-vacked out. Oh, I will be training for it. We've got a mate called Tochi, Dave Toch, top of the square, Tochi. Um, and he's about as small and as wide as Michael Wall, who does our racing podcast. So if you've, done the, if you've listened to the racing podcast, yep. three wide, no cover, have a look at Michael Wall. And we've got a mate, Tochi, who's going to do it. And I reckon if he can do it, I can do it. Mm, I like the confidence. Are you uh, carrying your own bags as well? I will be carrying my own bags. It's going to be good. Uh, Supporting Matthew, it's Mm. going to be good. Uh, But what I wanted to do here was a story at the end of today. It's it's a rule we have. Now, we had Lakey who used to sit in this seat before. He may as well tell the same one you told (laughs) last week because he didn't pick record. We still don't know who Lakey is, so we do love a story time, so you can uh, take us away. All right, well, I guess uh, at the end of your footy career, you sort of work out what people remember you for, and all anyone ever wanted to ask me was playing on the wing. I played on my wing, on the wing in my second last year, 2008, and they said, why did that happen? So... It happened because after round three, we were beaten by Collingwood at the MCG. I walked into the club on Monday morning. I'd had a stinker. I think I'd only kicked one goal. Hadn't started the year very well in the forward line. I had five goals, I think, after three rounds. I walked into the club. Terry Wallace, our coach, uh, said, Matty, I need a favour. Can you come into my office and have Mm -hmm. a chat? I said, no worries, Plough. I got a little bit worried. You know, the coach called him in, into his office Monday morning. I was 34 years of age. I thought, geez, this mightn't be very good. Got into his office. I said, what is it, Plough? He said, look, uh, we've got a player here now, Jack Revolt. We think he's going to be a superstar. I said, I agree, mate. Yeah, I think yep. he's going to be great. He's from Tassie. You know, what do you need me to do? Do you want me to take him for some goal kicking? And Plough said, that's the bloody last thing we want you to do, <laughs> take him for some goal kicking. I said, well, what is it, mate? What, do you, what can I do for you to help you? He said, what do you think about moving up and playing on the wing? Oh, no. I said, I don't. I said, I don't, Terry. (laughs) I don't think about moving up and playing on the wing. I said, what about I go back to the goal square, bear in the square type role. You know, Jack can move up the ground. You know, the boys can, you know, hit him up there. 
target him there because the thing was Terry thought Jack wasn't getting any footy I was demanding all the footy inside 50 so mm-hmm. I thought if he moved up the ground he can be that link player I'll play back in the yep. square they can kick it over Jack's head <laughs> I can just go one on one in the square I can play it along 40 player I said mate what do you think he said you can play for Coburg <laughs> I said I bloody love the wing get me up there <laughs> So, yeah, I walked out of the club that day, and I actually thought my career was over, Hum. I'd never played on the wing yep. in my life. I got in my car, spat the dummy. Yeah. I was driving back down Punt Road to uh, Elwood, where I lived, and I rang an old teammate of ours, uh, Brownie, Wayne Campbell, Lord Campbell. Walker. He was coaching at the Dogs at the time, an assistant oh. coach, and I said, mate, uh, Plough's lost his marbles. He wants me to play on the wing. And Wayne said, nah, it's a great idea. And I went, jeez, respect Wayne's uh, opinion. Yep. So I actually started thinking positive about it. But to cut a long story short, uh, Hummer, I did start to realise uh, what these midfielders had been going on about their whole career. It is easy. <laughs> it is easy playing on the wing, Nathan. You go up there. Yep, no opponent. No one picks you up. You know, inside Ford 50, you've always got someone on your ginger. So we went over to Fremantle, played Frio. Shook hands with David Mundy, my opponent, at the start of the game. <laughs> see you later. Didn't see him for the rest of the game and had 28 and kick four. Oh, there you go. So you picked up from the wing straight away. Didn't it? It was, there was no apprenticeship. You just went bang. Well, I think if you can find the footy, and I guess if you're playing the forward line, you can find the footy because yep. it's, uh, it's hard to get touches inside forward 50. So, yeah, moving up the ground, I thought, how long's this been going on? How good's that? Anyway. There you go. Reinvented. And do you get more? And how did you go in the Brownlow in those first? How many votes did you poll in those sort of first six weeks? I don't mean? know. You'd have to get Nathan to that up. <laughs> but, uh, I got a he few. He polled all right. But the yeah. thing is, uh, Jack actually won the Coleman two years later. So oh, there you go. Worked you did out. It all. Selfless. Selfless, selfless Richard. <laughs> <laughs> all right, boys. Well, touch wood that this one is actually bloody recorded. I Thank you very much for joining us. Please like, subscribe, rate, review, however you listen to it on iTunes or however you've got an Android. I don't even know how Android listeners do it. Subscribe, rate us there, but most importantly, gamble responsibly.